Hi, I'm Douglas Simwiddy, and the Cellar Room Sessions are my conversations with interesting people that have had key moments of change in their life and in business. You'll hear stories of real-life examples of people's desire to succeed and what the turning points were in their journey. Join me every week with a brew or a glass of something from the bar to listen in to these stories and see if there's something you can use in your own life. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Cellar Room Sessions. Today we've got Jess Tucker from Social Ally, so thanks for coming along. Thanks for having me. Um, we haven't met that long ago, like maybe a year and a half or two years ago. So I'm going to take you all the way back to like school. Mm-hmm. Were you a good student? No, I was horrific. Uh, I was a terrible student. Yeah. So I spelt fudge with my GCSEs, literally walked out my Spanish exam, which I'm not saying anyone else do, by the way. Yeah. Um, the only things I were good at was art and English. Um, I got an A in art and I got um, B's and C's and English and RE and yeah. things like that. And yeah, I just did not, I was n- no good at um, exams and I, was no, I wasn't any good at anything that type of like exam wise. So like were you so it was the exam thing. It wasn't the being in a classroom and being at school. Yeah, you were like I quite school. a nice kid around school. Yeah. I wasn't to my mum, I was awful to really? my mum. But um I was going through horrible teenage years. Yeah. But I was um I love school itself. I always love school. But it's just exams. I just couldn't do them mm. at all. And um, and I was terrified because when I came out with them GCSE results, I couldn't get into college at all. Um, and then I, I really wanted to go to Middlesbrough College and I couldn't get in because of my grades. Uh, so I ended up going to Redcar College um, and they were the ones who would take me. And right. I didn't know what to do. And my mum said to do business. My mum's a business woman. Right. She um, is a power woman. She always has been. And she said do business so I just went with what she what she said at the mm. time because I just didn't have a clue so you mentioned your mum a couple of times have mm. you reconciled with your mum since have you got a good relationship yeah with but me well my mum brought me up so right. um my dad and mum split up when I was six Um right. my dad left my mum and had um, an affair and then when my mum found out this woman was X amount of months pregnant with my half brother. Wow. Um, so my mum brought me up and um we lived with my granddad for a year in Hartlepool and then we got our own house in in Martin. And mm. so it's just been me and mum for wow. twenty odd years. And I suppose if your mum's this big power woman and she you're is. obviously quite a strong person now, you know, every time we meet, you yeah. know, you can tell you're a driven person and all the rest of it. I'm guessing those teenage years was kind of you flexing your own yeah, definitely. I I just was I was awful teen. I was an awful teenager. I just just <laughs> switched when I went to secondary school, and I and instead of being this nice little girl, I just went awful. But I came out of it eventually. Yeah, well, it's weird because my mum does flip when I was six as well, mm. actually, and I can literally remember being at school and just deciding I was just going to try and be the naughtiest boy in school. Yeah. Like I literally, and it was really similar sort of time to like my mum and dad splitting up and me just making the decision. I was, you wanted to I be was, naughty? I was, I, my goal was to be the naughtiest kid in school. <laughs> I think I got fairly close to <laughs> did it. Did you do well. it? Yeah, well, I got expelled in the did end you? school. Yeah, I did, never made it through A-levels and I was actually banned from the property and wasn't allowed back on the property and stuff like that, yeah. You, so I was you a very, filled your mission. Very, yeah, I was, yeah, I'm good at achieving goals, it appears, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you, you know, you're at school, you managed to get into college. I got into college, um, I did a, a business and I, I still, I never listened or anything still. No. And then um, my auntie Sam, who um, owns Wolverston Management now, 
she helped me get into uh, uni. She gave me loads of advice and things like that. And and uh, she helped me, yeah, with the studies and everything. And mm. my mum did as well. And then I got in uh, um, uni on a business course. And when I was going through uni, um, I realised there was a there was an advertising module and then there was a marketing module. And I just absolutely loved the marketing side of it. Like I loved um, learning about how to advertise and. Mm um the it was traditional marketing back back then so it was like the tv and radio and everything like that and it just i just loved it and yeah. um i switched courses from business to marketing and met some really good friends and i think um my friends i met weren't um weren't party or anything so they they really helped me as well and we stuck together as a four and they're still really close to this day so they weren't parties, they were quite serious. I mean, they, they were party. We had we had a lot of parties together and things, but they, they were really hard working and they yeah. were really, really clever and it yeah. really helped me and influenced me. So um, I stuck with them and they're fabulous. And you are the five people you hang around with most sort of type thing. Yeah, they, they were brilliant. Um, they were absolutely f- the fab and to this day, like they've all, one of them stuck, oh, two of them are stuck in marketing, one of them's gone into police, mm. being a police officer, so yeah. Bit of a sidestep there. She went sidestep. Yeah. Um, so that was college, out of college, you got university? So yeah, that was uni. That was uni, um, With was the it? girls. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, I went through uni and I loved uni. Um, and then when I finished uni, I realised I had to go into marketing, but you know like it's a fight isn't it to get on to your first job so I um luckily had well my cousin's best friend which is Paul Card Paul Card Recruitment yeah his sister works for uh, she she worked as the marketing manager for Newcastle College and um I got in like luckily as a volunteering job with Jane and Jane was just fantastic Mm. and um she taught me everything marketing and um I sat next to a man called Mark Colthard and he's a Newcastle College market manager now. And they taught me everything there was about education and the marketing education sector. Is there a bit of a, a gap between marketing university education, what you've got taught and then real life work, like what you actually did when you got in the workplace? Yeah. So, um, that was the volunteer inside and, um, and that was, working on the education side but doing the education marketing is completely different to Mm. what I went into next like the I went into fashion and um but education's totally different there's so many strict guidelines and obviously like you're dealing with younger target audience so it's completely different but Jane was fabulous a fabulous mentor yeah so you left that you went into fashion yeah so um I worked, I went, I got a job and I didn't like the job. Um, and it was a business development manager and I didn't realize that was more sales. Mm. So that was just for a little bit. Um, so I, my friend from uni um, started doing marketing at Cruise Clothing, which is now Flannels. Right. Um, and so I went to Cruise as merchandiser and um, hoping to get in the marketing team. So what I would do is do bits on the side. Well, I got the job at Newcastle College actually for a year after that, after volunteering. Jane gave me the job as marketing assistant. And then I went to that business development job. I didn't really like that. And then I went to um, Cruise Clothing and um, I was merchandiser. And uh, I was, did, yeah, I did blogs on the side with Claire and uh, the marketing team. And then I realized I loved buying for menswear. So I would, I don't know if you know Cyril and Eric Williams. No. Um, they're, they're huge, like lovely books. Um, they work with Mike Mike Ashley and I, I learned a lot from them. And um, 
we went to we went buying so we went to Hugo Boss in London we went to Manchester and uh, became really close with the buyers who were still the buyers for flannels and one of them's for N now Dean um, and I enjoyed doing that the buying side of it so what what prompted the move out of that then was there not a career path there that you could see or yeah so I always wanted to be um, fashion marketing mm. so I've always loved fashion. I've always been in my fashion ever since I was little. So my dream career was to be a fashion marketeer. Mm. Um, and so what I did was from Cruise, Cruise was getting taken over by Flannels at that point. So we started going down Shybrook with Mike Ashley. Um, and it was about, I think it was two days a week we had to go down. And then I found a job in Middlesbrough. And I always used to say, um, this is before I got this job. As I always used to say, oh, oh, psych, I'd love to work at psych because it's, it's fashion and it's marketing and I want to do that. And I'd always look at Paolo at the time. Paolo was the market manager there and he was brilliant. Anyway, another job came up at Cleveland Orthodontics and I went there to be the market manager. But when I was there, oh my God, psych marketing manager came up and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my God, like this is my dream job. I'm going to do anything to get in. So I wrote this big massive um cv and I, and I wrote why i am ready for this job blah blah paolo was leaving he was going to leeds um and i spent ages on it anyway i am an impatient person so literally i sent it off to steve cochran and um and i didn't hear anything on the day on the day i mean like it's ridiculous isn't it so the next day i went into work i went to cleveland orthodontics it was my break at half 10 and i was like oh my god i am not sitting here and waiting anymore he hasn't messaged me so i went looking for him I just, I didn't know who he was. I've never met him or anything. And um, I remember going to Psych and I went to the front desk and this, it's intimidating Psych. I don't know if you've ever no, been there. I haven't, no. So it was like this big, massive three floor shop in Middlesbrough and it was full of the best brands and all these people who worked there. It's, it's really intimidating shop. And that was one of the feedback we got quite a lot. Um, and I went to the front desk and I said to Lee, who I didn't know at the time was Lee, I said, um, is, is uh, Steve Cochran around? And he was like, do you have a meeting? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what's your name? And I went, Jess Tucker. And he went, oh, he's just over at Psych 2. Um, are you sure you have a meeting? I was like, great. Stomped over at Psych 2 in Middlesbrough Town Centre. And then I was like, I seen uh, Steve and he was like doing his buying or whatever he was doing. And I, knocked, I tapped on his shoulder and I was like, um, are you Steve Cochran? And he turned around and he was like, yeah, were you? And I thought, shit, who am I? Why am I knocking on this bloke's door and asking for a job like what I'm you know when you just realize what yeah. you're doing and you're like what a dick so <laughs> he turned around and I was like oh uh I sent my CV in uh, yesterday and I, I, it was for the market manager manager job and I like I think I'd be really good at it and he was like oh um yeah you're on my list to get back to today and I was like okay that's that's great <laughs> I was like that's brilliant uh, I'll speak to you soon and I just walked off and I was like oh my god and then when I went back, um, he called me in for an interview and the second yeah. interview and I got the job. Did you? Yeah. So do you think that helped or hindered in the Helped. End? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think like going out of your way? Yeah, I think you have to be ballsy. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I think you have to, if I want something, I'll go and get it. Yeah. So I literally just stalked him and went and got it. Yeah. Um, but if I want something, I'll definitely like go for it. And how long do you say it's like for? Just under three years. So it was a fairly decent day out the office yeah. or a couple of hours out the office. You yeah. Know, when you're at the dentist's place to go there. Yeah. Um, has that been something that stood you in good stead? Absolutely. I learned I learnt loads from working at Psych. Mm. Um, and the con the connections I made at Psych has put me in good stead for where I am now with Social Allies. Yeah. Um, obviously, I met connections with the press. I met um, 
people like who have their own businesses nowadays. I met Jess Williams working there. Yeah. I met, um, you know, like Graham Robb and people like that when I was working there because because of Steve, Steve, like the MFC and everything like that. But yeah. then it gave me a chance to work with the budgets and work with brands. So I worked with big brands like Barber and made all these lovely connections and but it, it taught me to manage a team as well because I'd mm. never managed a team and he put me in charge with someone straight away and I was like, I don't know how to do this. How did that happen? How did that go in the early stages? Um, Well, at the, at the when I very first got there, there was already um a lady there who had done the visual merchandising and I'd never touched visual merchandising before in my life. And he put me in charge of a visual merchandiser as a manager and I didn't have a clue. So like, rightly so, she was pissed off and uh, she eventually left, which I can't fault her for because I didn't have a clue. Um, and then I built my own team yeah. around me because I really wanted to concentrate on social media. So my big thing at Psych was bring social to the table. Mm. So I brought some fabulous, uh, fabulous team in, um, Sarah, Sarah Wong. Um, I brought um, Ben, who I work with now. Yeah. He was my graphic designer. And straight away when I, I met Ben, he, I just clicked with him straight mm. away and um, I just absolutely love him. I met Zoe who mm. works here. Yeah, yeah. Um, she wasn't part of my team, but she was part of the website team. But you meet these people and you just, you you know, you love them and you, you build your bonds mm. around with them. And But yeah, I met, I met the connections working with Steve. Um, and because of that, I know people know my reputation as mm. a market manager. But yeah, I learned budgets. Mm. I learned visual merchandising, e-commerce, websites and... So like, listen to you there, like all the way through your journey, you spoke about your mum when you were at school, you spoke about these like really close friends at university, you spoke about, you know, people you met when you worked at Psych. Seems like to you those those connections with people is like a really important thing. Yeah, um, I think if you have the people around you who support you and support what you're doing, that's mm. the most important thing in life. Um, I'm really lucky to have some amazing friends as well. I, I've still kept my friends from school. Have you? Yeah, so I have a really big bunch of girls who mm. um, love what I do and really appreciate what I do. But then I have my, my uni friends and mm. um, I have like work colleagues who are friends. And mm. I, One thing I always find really interesting is I go and speak to like, like I've got some good, good friends from school days as well. And you go and speak to them, they're always like, well done, mate, like, great going well whatever and then i'll go and speak to i don't know someone who's way further down the line than me and they, they're kind of like yeah go on mate you know like you yeah. can do, if you just did this and can i help and you kind of get like a good barometer from like different groups of people about the things you're doing like one group of people make you feel like you're already the most successful person on the planet another group of people who think yeah well done you've started yeah you know and you get that different do you feel the same yeah absolutely like um i mean my friends don't say like uh <laughs> Like you're unreal, Jess, or anything like. <laughs> yeah. My head would pop, but um, like <laughs> don't need any more. Yeah, the the no, I'm joking. The um, they're always they big me up and stuff and say like, oh, she, you know, she's doing well and stuff. But then like I have workmates like you, Jess, who I can go out for dinners with or whatever, and and who will give me advice and who will be there and support me and the business as mm. as my friend as well as mm. work. Yeah. See, I find those those relationships where you just go in for a catch up with a friend who's also doing a similar sort of thing to you. I find that you get the most out of those sort of things a lot of the time, you know, because you, you're like in the moment where you're, you're having similar struggles. 
Yeah, I really do agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to bounce ideas off because when I'm talking, something will click with you that you haven't thought yeah. of before. Yeah. And I know when we've spoke before or like someone has spoke to me, I just think you just take little bits yeah. from other people and you think, oh, that's nice advice. I'll keep it. I, 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 I had a thing the other day where we've been, you know, going through this kind of like time management thing in, in White Digital at the moment. And we're like, you know, I've shown someone this thing that I was kind of super proud of that the team had built like around like, how we're going to manage time and how we're going to measure it. And I was like, this is like brilliant. Like it's got a little button in it that it automatically updates. And I think that's fantastic. And I was showing it to a guy and he's just like, that's just death by data. You don't need to do that. And I'm like, oh, that really hurts. It was one thing. But I was like, and then the back of my head, I was thinking, I think we do though. And then I showed it to another group of friends yesterday and they're like, that's perfect. Like you're going down the right kind of path, you know. Yeah. But it's great to have those different people to go and pick things off. It's unreal. And you know that some of your friends specialise in certain sectors yeah. as well. So when you want to talk about something or you're struggling with something and you speak to your, your friends, so like if you want to speak to me about marketing or whatever, mm. then you know you can come to me and I know I can come to you with, mm. with numbers because mm. I know you love numbers. I do like a number, yeah. I so, do like a spreadsheet. Yeah, you do. Yeah, do you roll yeah. these things off in your head. and yeah. I can, That's one of my advices. I hate numbers. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, but it's interesting. It's like even amongst the team, like you've got the creative. I always think it's left brain, right brain, isn't it? Mm. Some people are super creative and yeah. some people are like logical and methodical, you know? Mm. I think I bounce between the two, but probably yeah. more numbers than anything else. I yeah, you, you're a bit of a both. Yeah, though. I am a little bit of a both, I think. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, you're no. creative yeah. and big picture and dreams and all that kind of stuff. Can't stand numbers. Can you not? No, it scares me. Get a weird enjoyment out of a cash flow forecast. It's weird, honestly. Just getting the sales to all work right. Anyway, um, so psych, you were there for three years, did you say? Yeah, and then um, I got a job. I got, I wanted to leave and because it was obviously like, aren't oh, winter SS, aren't oh, winter SS. There's only so much you can do. Um, and then I got a job at a place in Stokesley, um, a bit for a big company. And then um, I spoke to Mike Rax, who owns Rax Group. Yeah. Um, and he so he offered me a job as well so i went with uh, mike rax and um i was his market manager for a while he's got a big old group over there as well yeah now. yeah really interesting big, guy big yeah um costas he, so i looked after the costas in the lake so got dominoes as well dominoes he has all the dominoes in the northeast yeah. apart from a few but yeah he's he's grown loads he's mm. got gyms he's got obviously um digital agency yeah, well. yeah he's got loads of things yeah, yeah. got a gambling about. table Company. Oh, he's got the um, headquarters like as well now. Yeah. That's yeah, so right. he's doing well. Yeah. So you went to work with him? Yeah, and then um, when I was there, so I worked with JP and uh, Viral as well. They were part of um, Mike's uh, marketing, so I had to look after them. And then, uh, so I worked closely with them, and then I met Chloe Churchill, who um, came and worked with me as um, she came out of Viral and left mm. viral was my marketing assistant with emma yeah who now works at sales fire oh nice so as part of this first season we thought we'd gift a little bit of airtime to one of white digital's charity partners for the year which is coco charity they do loads of great work in east africa helping kids get into schools and the communities and the families around that there's tons of ways you can get involved with coco charity from their events around the northeast the golf the ball you can also get involved in challenges like running the great north run or treks um, or if you'd just like to donate, there's a number on the screen. There'll also be a load of information in the description on the video. So get involved if you can. So that's like a, a load of journey of jobs. At what stage do you go, sod, sod this, I'm going on my own? Well, then I got a regional market manager. Well, no, actually, I, I, get a, I got a market manager job at the Northern Echo. Yeah. And, um, and when I was at the Northern Echo, 
uh, I I said to them a lot, a lot about social media. I did um, presentations in front of the full management team. I said, this is what we should be doing, blah, blah, blah. And then when I was t- going out talking to clients with um, my manager, Graham, who was unreal and he was very like you you do what you have to do type of thing he always pushed mm. so I could do what I wanted um, and when I was talking to clients I was talking to this nursery one day and they were talking about marketing and they said about social media and I said why don't you do like social media why don't you do photography blah 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 and I ended up selling them a package that didn't exist basically so I went back to the Northern Echo and said like I'm se- I've sold this package blah 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 and then I sold another one then I sold another one so I took Chloe along with me um, and Chloe came and she, we, so we were a marketing team in Northern Echo and um, and then I ended up being regional um, mm. market manager so I was trying to implement ways into um the different sales teams about how they sell through linkedin and how social media can benefit and then me and chloe had to look after you know these three packages that i had sold randomly and um i and i ended up saying to the northern echo like i think we should do this but it's a big firm the northern echo so um like when I was asking for a credit card to put behind like Facebook ads, it's not just a credit card I can put behind it. They have to go through like several thousand bosses. Um, so in the end, I just kind of said, oh, well, you know, like, and I, I think I asked about, can I have a little bit on the side? And, you know, if, if I sell, and then um, I thought stuff, I can do it myself. Yeah. But from doing that, um, I was I was trying to get like my own clients on the side. And then I, I found a bigger client who said, um, oh, well, I, I'll give you my social. Like, you can do my social, but you'd have to do it full time. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to, um, well, actually, Dean Benson messaged me and said, do you want to go for a coffee? And I thought he was going to offer me a job at VisualSoft. Um, but I started talking to him and uh, and he wasn't going to offer me. I don't, we were just going for a coffee. And I said to him, oh, like, I've got this idea. I want to I want to do this on my own. What do you think? And uh, he said, oh, well, you can do it on your own or you can do it with me. I'll invest in you and I'll give you an office and you can bring people along with you and Mm. I'll put the money in type of thing. So obviously I went with Dean because he just knew what the hell he was talking about. And he helped you out and he's still involved now? and Yeah, so um, he helped me out massively. So Rich from Salesfire, um, I had a table in Rich's office and it was me, Chloe. I took Chloe and Ben from Psych. And we had this table in sales fire and uh, Rich was there and Rich helped and Mark Leader and Dean and they helped me. And then um, a lot of stuff was happening with uh, Living Bridge and Visual Soft at the time. Mm. So I decided to go off on my own mm. um, and it was time for me to have socialize on my own. Yeah. So Dean isn't technically involved in the business but he now. Still helps. He's still yeah, yeah, in fact, he's at the other end of the phone if I want him. So you social allies have set up 2018? 19. 19. Yeah, August 2019. So three years yeah. now-ish. Yeah. And you've got a growing team, I think, haven't you, actually? Yeah. How many you got over there now? So there's five, six. Yeah. 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 And um, five or six. And we've got an NED, Sophie. Yeah. And um, we work with all different types of clients. So like, so your social media management, yeah. so like your, like mostly organic content creation out you, or a lot of paid management as well? So it's mostly organic. Um, what I what I wanted to do is, a lot of people always say to me like, "Why don't you do websites or why don't you do PPC mm. and SEO?" And I'm like, I don't understand it, so mm. I'm not gonna bullshit and be like, "Oh, you know, um, I, yeah, I can offer you SEO, I can offer you PPC or websites," because mm. I don't understand it myself. Mm. Like, I'm good at marketing, I'm mm. good at 
seeing what I think people should do and mm. br- and branding as well. Like that's what I love. So um, I, I just stuck with social media and I stuck with organic and I stuck with what I know. And it, it's become that we're like a niche social mm. media company, whereas mm. other people might do add-ons and that's absolutely fair enough for them. Like mm. it works, absolutely works. But for mm. us, I just wanted to be this niche mm. um, social media company. I think there's a fairly good, I mean, I've heard it so many times now and we've actually had um, Becky, um, we had done as a guest in the past um, and she is now like a, a, she's got the marketing academy for uh, uh, doctors and nurses and, and things like that. And she is, so she's super niche down at this one tiny little thing. Um, and, and all she talks about is being niche, the niche you can get, the smaller niche you can get to is the better. Yeah. And it's just an ongoing thing that I keep hearing at the moment about like, might as well be a big fish in a tiny pond than trying to be a middle-sized fish in a massive pond. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm working with James Leagues at the minute. Um, right, yeah, yeah. From Blend. I've known James for years and we're working on that at the minute, our messaging and things, because um, we have a lot of clients in the oil and gas industry. Mm. Um, well, no, I'll change it. Renewable energy industry. No, it's not oil and gas. Yeah. Um, so, like, the majority of my clients come from there. So, we're just talking about, like, niches and things at the mm. minute because um, we do it well. So, yeah. um, I agree, like, if, if you go niche, then your marketing is just that much slicker, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And like we have, we're not at White Digital. We're not niche down to like a sector at all. You know, c- growing through acquisition, we ended, we've ended up with like a really eclectic client base. I mean, everything from, you know, Nori's Cafe, like up to, you know, really big businesses. So it's like this really eclectic both sides of the client, but also across like every sector. And that's just kind of been the way that we've we've done it so far, you know. But mm. then we do have like expertise more in property than we do in a lot of other things. So for us we're like going, okay, so actually we could answer a lot of these questions that people in the property industry are always asking. So maybe that's the route we go down. You yeah. Know? It's an interesting thing when you start looking into it. I mean, yeah, at the minute we've still got a lot of different clients. We go from like driveways to property yeah. to recruitment to, yeah. you know. So we're not completely niche, mm. but, um, and you don't want to be too niche, do you? No. Because then people who come to you, you're like, you can't be like, oh, you know, what I mean, don't know. I think that's the thing. Like, you can go niche and a thing, but then someone comes out over here saying, can you help me with that? It's like, yeah. well, yeah, that's right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, we can do that. And you are not going to say no to so it. So that's where you? I'm struggling with it. Like, yeah. the niche, but not too niche. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on with James. Yeah. yeah. So you've been going through years, you know, you've been out on your own. Like, have you enjoyed every moment of it? Um, I'm, I enjoy every day because I don't feel like it's work mm. at all. Um, I go to work and mm. I don't feel like I'm there. I'm just doing something I love. And I love working with the people who I'm working with. Mm. And I love my clients. Um, on a night, I don't enjoy, I'm don't. i an overthinker. I can't sleep. Mm. So I'll wake up with a thought mm. and then I will be awake for hours thinking about mm. that thought. So like not all the... And every day, like you don't enjoy all day, every day at work because I'll be mm. lying to say that. Mm. Um, there are parts of it you know yourself owning your own business is hard mm-hmm. and there's parts of it where sometimes you feel like you're drowning sometimes you don't know what you're doing here and you have to go for advice mm-hmm. but I do enjoy like I love every day but mm-hmm. some parts of every day especially on a night are a killer mm-hmm. so I, I go through phases of the whole thing there's actually a book there's a book called Relentless and it's written by a guy that I can't remember his name now but he was a strength and performance coach to Michael Jordan and he has this whole thing, talks about the dark side. And the dark side for him is where you're 
lying in your bed at three o'clock in the morning and you're having an argument with you, with like people in your own head. Mm -hmm. Like they're not in the room, but you're like having a conversation with this person and then having a discussion with that person. None of them are there, but you're just lying away in your bed, like almost sinking through the next day or the day before or trying to solve a problem. And that's like, I, I read that and I was like, that's me. I'll wake up and I'm just lying in bed from three till five. Generally, I get back to sleep again, but like just thinking about, oh, if I did that this way and if I tried yeah. to do that and if I said that to that person, this, yeah, and it's relentless. I, I'm exactly the same. It's yeah. so hard. I don't know how to overcome it, really. No. I sleepwalk a lot as well. Do and you? sleep talk. Do yeah. you? But that's freaky when you see that. Yeah. yeah. So like Matthew, my partner, like I'm ta I was talking about post plans in my sleep the other night. Really? And he has to say, because when you, when you sleep talking or sleepwalking, the worst thing you can do is be panicked. Yeah. So what you need is someone to agree with you. Yeah. So like I, I he said, I said something about the post plans done or whatever. And he was like, yeah, yeah, they're all done. They got done yesterday. Now go back to sleep. No way. <laughs> yeah, so he has to talk me through it. Or I like stand up. He's, he's, like I stand up, obviously I've got the baby. So yeah. you all, I always sleepwalk about the baby. And then the other the other week I, I shot my dressing gown on and I said something, Luca's doing this, he's outside on the front. And he was like, he's not, he's in bed. And then he was, and I was like, no, no, he's outside. And he was like, I'll go and get him. I'll go and get him. Don't worry, Jess. And then you have to just pretend. And no then I was way. like, all right, I'll go back to bed. No <laughs> way. And do you think that's because you think so much yeah. throughout the day? That's because I'm overthinking. Yeah. Stressed. So there's certain things I do that end up, so obviously anyone that knows me knows I've got a bit of a golf addiction. That helps me chill out. Like, honestly, you go and spend four hours out in the wilderness and just walking around and, having a conversation with someone, taking the dogs for a walk, things like that. The worst thing I can do is start getting on my phone at like 10 o'clock at night. You know, yeah. like if I, if someone texts me or rings me at 10 o'clock at night and I get sucked in my phone, I yeah. almost guarantee that's me done. I yeah. won't sleep. You won't sleep, yeah. Nah, mm -hmm. pretty much. If so golf me, relaxes you though, that's so nice. Yeah, it is. So it takes freaking ages yeah. to play around the golf. Mm -hmm. And in the winter when it's dark, there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. So you've had a pretty eclectic journey there. Yeah. Like learned a lot of quite tough lessons over the way, but like, is there any one thing there that kind of like you hold close to your heart as you? Lessons, mm. um, find the right people around you and mm. have a good support network mm. and also be brave. Mm. So um, take chances and risks. Oh my God, fruit flies. Take chances and risks and just jump at things and just if it fails, it fails. And if it doesn't, yeah. happy days. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know what I'm like. Yeah. I just take risks. Yeah. So find good people and take take yeah. risks. Nice. So we're obviously in a cellar room here. So I, I need to ask. Obviously, you sat there holding a glass mm, of wine. I've so got a red wine. Yeah. What would be your favourite drink? Disarano and cork. I asked for it when I came in, but you don't have Do it. Do you know what? I actually I had that for the first time about three years ago. It is unbelievably tasty, Disarano and Coke. It's beautiful, and you don't have it. Right. We'll, we'll resolve time. that for next time you come, Disarano and Coke. Yeah. Thank you for coming to speak to us. No worries. Really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Um, if you enjoyed that um, episode, give it a like and share. Um, if you want to get in touch with Jess, LinkedIn is a pretty good place, LinkedIn, Facebook, yeah. places like that. Uh, or you can get in touch with me and I can put you in touch with her. Um, thanks for watching and hopefully catch you on the next one. Bye.